Friends, would you pray with me? Holy One, you alone have the words of life. Speak that word to us now. Open our hearts to what your spirit is telling us through your word. We pray this in Christ's name, the living word. Amen. We continue the Easter story in the gospel according to John. Hear these words from John chapter 21. Later, Jesus himself appeared again to his disciples in the Sea of Tiberias. This is how it happened. Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter told them, I'm going fishing. And they said, we'll go with you. So they set out in a boat, but throughout the night, they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize it was Jesus. Jesus called to them, children, have you caught anything to eat? And they answered him, no. So he said, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they did. And there were so many fish that they couldn't haul in the net. Then the, disciples whom Jesus, the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he wrapped his coat around himself, for he was naked, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they weren't far from shore, only about 100 yards. When they landed, they saw a fire there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter got up and pulled the net to shore. It was full of large fish, 153 of them. Yet the net hadn't torn, even with so many fish. Jesus said to them, come, have some breakfast. None of the disciples could bring themselves to ask him, who are you? For they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder if you have been able to find moments of joy or have some type of fun these days. It seems difficult to do lately, given the current state of things. As a society, we're having to figure out and get creative with how we spend our free time, if we're afforded it. We have to find things to do to keep us safe from the virus, but also keep us from dwelling too much on being stuck inside and not being able to do the things we've always been able to do that bring us joy and comfort. Something that's helped me tremendously the past few weeks is being able to go outside. Lisa and I have been going on one or two walks a day around our neighborhood. We've also just sat outside our back door and read books or listened to music, soaking in the sun just a little bit to get a sense of the wideness of outside. Doing this has let me connect more with the nature that surrounds me. 
It's not a park, it's not a mountain, it's not an ocean or the beach, but it is green space right outside my door. I've been paying more attention to the trees and the sky and the birds, the squirrels, even the dogs that are being walked by the people in the neighborhood. All at a safe distance, of course, but still appreciating them. We've even been able to connect with our surrounding community more deeply. We've had many chats with our neighbors who also take time to sit outside. We've been more intentional about greeting the people we see on our walks, smiling at them and saying hello, even as we safely distance and pass them on the side of the road. These are all simple, small acts. They might not seem like much, but they've come to mean a lot to us. Even though I'm still mourning the absence of many things I love to do and I'm anxious to be able to do those things again, I've unexpectedly found a new sense of connection with the creation and the community that surrounds me. I would go so far as to say that it's been a spiritual experience for me. By connecting with the creation and community around me, I felt more connected and grounded in God's presence, in God's love. Pandemic or not, I think that's a good thing to do. Maybe you've been able to find ways to do the same wherever you are, whatever your situation is. Hopefully these stream services are helping you to do that. But it also might happen unexpectedly in unique and exciting ways that you hadn't considered before. In the creation that surrounds you and new ways of connecting with your own community that might be close by. Our scripture passage this morning relates a similar experience with the disciples and the risen Jesus. The disciples had yet another experience of Jesus raised from the dead in a way they were not expecting. Seven of the disciples, after seeing Jesus raised from the dead two times already at least, decide to go fishing. It seems strange. Why would Jesus' resurrection prompt them to go fishing? We're told in other Gospels that this is what some of them did for a living. So maybe they needed to take some time to keep processing everything that happened. Maybe they needed to get away from the crowds, still fearing the religious authorities and those who condemned Jesus. Whatever the case, they go fishing all night long and catch nothing. Until a mysterious stranger appears in the early morning and tells them to try casting their net on the other side of the boat. They decide to take this stranger's advice and miraculously it works out. They are overwhelmed with fish. And then they recognize the stranger. It's Jesus. Peter jumps into the water and goes running towards the shore. The disciples follow suit and they see something else miraculous and holy. Jesus has a meal cooking over a fire for them. He's inviting them to share a meal of fish and bread. Yet again, another meal amongst friends and disciples. This is one of my favorite passages in the Gospels. For one thing, it's Jesus doing what he always did, even after he's raised from the dead, sharing a meal with people. For another thing, this is a story of Jesus and the disciples continuing to connect and grow in deeper relationships as a community even after Jesus is raised. And it's all happening in the midst of creation, 
Creation is the conduit for their experience of the holy. This is not new territory for the way God works in the world and the way God relates to God's people. We hear throughout scripture of intimate divine experiences that take place somewhere outside. God walks with Adam and Eve in the garden. Moses sees God in the burning bush and on the mountain. Elijah hears God's voice in the cave after nature shows its force. Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River and then goes out into the wilderness to fast and pray. Notice in this story all of the elements of creation that are present. The water of the sea, the wood of the boat, the moon and the stars shining at night, the sun coming up early in the morning, the sand on the beach, the burning fire, the fish they catch, the bread made from the crops of the earth. The stuff of God's creation is all over this scene. And it's all the setting for the disciples to connect more deeply with Jesus and each other. Which directs us to the other aspect of this story that we should take special notice of. Community. The disciples' experience with the risen Jesus happens not only in creation, but together as a body of people. Our own resident John scholar, Frances Taylor Ginch, notes in her comments in the passage that this fishing expedition is reflective of the church's mission as a body of people. In other gospels, Jesus tell, calls the disciples while they're fishing, and he tells them that he will teach them how to fish for other people. So just like they go fishing together as a community, so too will they go out into the world as a community to proclaim the good news. The mission of the church is a communal undertaking dependent and possible solely on Jesus's initiative and empowering presence. Theologian Frederick Bruner also notes, Jesus appears to the ecclesial body even when they are not altogether ecclesial. Even as they presumably fail at the mission and don't catch any fish, Jesus still shows up and offers them a new opportunity to try again, giving them grace and abundance in the fish they catch, and even invites them to remember and rededicate their call to follow him with a meal that he's prepared for them. Indeed, these experiences of God's abundance, fullness, and unexpected gifts are grounded in both creation and community. That's why it's important for us to think about this passage today. Our Earth Keepers Committee has asked us to honor this Sunday as an Earth Care Sunday, coinciding closely with the 50th anniversary of Earth Day this past Wednesday. This also ties with our commitment in our 175th year to be an Earth Care congregation. Being an Easter people, people living in the reality of Jesus's resurrection means we have a calling to care for creation. Resurrection helps us to see creation as a sacred space and as a gift. Resurrection means we are perpetually invited to connect more deeply with God in both creation and community in exciting and unexpected ways, just like the disciples did when they were fishing and sharing a meal with Jesus on the beach. 
This is an interesting aspect of God's call for us to claim as we are a downtown church surrounded by buildings and concrete on all sides. What does it mean for us to claim responsible stewardship of God's creation? Well, it plays itself out in a number of ways, some of which we're already doing as a community. Some of those things are part of the bigger picture. Advocacy for earth care laws on local, state, and nationwide levels. Working against systemic issues that are tied to environmental stewardship, like racism and food distribution. Quite often, however, this call is carried out in simple ways that when done together as a community, come to mean a lot and help foster change from the ground level. Recycling our trash, minding our paper and plastic use, walking or riding a bike instead of driving, taking care of the green space we have in our yards and in our neighborhood parks, being mindful of where we buy our food or growing our own food in our own yard as many are doing right now in the midst of this pandemic. We certainly won't be perfect at this. It takes a great deal of mindfulness. But each small choice and tiny step adds up to something meaningful and special, especially when done together. One thing that's happening close by us very soon is a new initiative from our friends at Union Presbyterian Seminary. They are teaming with graduating student Emily Nice to find a new purpose for some green space they have on the north side called the Westwood Track. Emily also happens to be one of the neighbors that I mentioned earlier. In a new effort to connect more deeply with the land and the community right in the neighborhood, Union will be transforming the Westwood Track into a space called Yopon Place. We had a Sunday school class about this just last week where Brian Blunt and Emily joined us to tell us about their vision and their goals for this space. And as I listened, I saw in their vision what I see in our scripture passage this morning, connecting with God more deeply through mindful care of the land at Westwood Track and coming together as a community in Richmond to form new and meaningful relationships. This will be accomplished through many things like storytelling activities, sharing memories tied to the Westwood Track, hearing stories from other faith traditions across the ecumenical spectrum, hearing from people who are part of traditions that are non-white or non-Western. There will also be opportunities to join in efforts by Shalom Farms that are already happening to sustainably grow crops, to feed those experiencing food insecurity. All in all, it's about simply coming together as a community for an authentic sense of recreation and recreation for the land. I followed up with Emily to see if what I got from her presentation made sense with what I was finding in this scripture passage. She agreed and pointed, pointed out something else that was significant. Despite all the grand and bombastic things Jesus could have done after being resurrected, Jesus instead chooses to simply gather with his disciples and share a meal with them. These are exactly her hopes for Yopon Place, simply gathering in meaningful and authentic ways that help foster community and faithful stewardship of the land. 
It's not meant to be an overly complicated venture. It's simply a way for the community to enjoy and make good use of what they already have, recognizing the abundance God has already given them to tend. A simple but faithful and authentic way to connect with God, the land, and the community. Perhaps it could be that simple for us as a community and in our own lives. The fish were already there for the disciples to catch. They simply had to change directions and cast their net on a different side. Which, as Frederick Bruner also points out, wasn't necessarily easy. The materials the net was made of were very heavy, even without the fish. But Jesus still led them and empowered them to do this. What might Jesus lead and empower us to do as stewards of God's creation? How are, we, how are we being called to change directions in our lives? There are countless and unexpected and exciting ways we can connect more deeply with God through our relationship with the land and our relationship together as a community if we have the willingness to envision them. But these are not un undertakings we can do alone. We have to do it together. And this is not something we can do on our own strength, but through the power and presence of Christ in our midst. This might be hard to envision at the moment as we continue to face this pandemic and continue to be mindful of how we can protect others by staying distanced and isolated. But perhaps we can keep considering the ways we can go about this even now. Perhaps God will lead us to connect with the land and the community in simple but profound ways that we might not have realized yet. Maybe the fish are already there. We just have to change which side of the boat we're casting our net. May it be so. Amen.